Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. The Word of God which engages us this day is the Old Testament lesson read previously and just one verse from the Gospel lesson where Jesus says, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Thus far the text. Dear friends in Christ, Americans at times can be obsessed with work. One case in point, a 2016 study was done of American workers who all had paid vacation associated with their job, their employment. And the study found that of all the employees in the study, only a little over half, 54% of their vacation time was actually used. The rest of it went unused. That means if the average worker in the study had two weeks of paid vacation, on average, four or five of those days, ten possible days, went unused. How could that be, we might ask? They responded this way. Some people said, I'm afraid I'm going to fall behind in my work. Others said, There's nobody else at the company who can do this work, or at least do it as well as I can. Others cited their complete devotion and loyalty to the company. And still others expressed a fear of being disconnected from their work and their employer. Does any of that sound familiar to you? And then there are the millions of Americans who bring work home with them. They might be there physically in the home, but mentally and emotionally, they're still at work. A couple of weekends ago, my wife Anne and I went to watch our granddaughter play in a baseball game. And seated there right in front of us in the bleachers was a father there to watch his daughter play in that same game. And yet, throughout the vast majority of the game, he was reading through a very long document and making notes in the margins with a red pen. I guess you could say it was good he was there, but he was working, even there at his daughter's baseball game. Well, if it's not office work, then it's probably the frenzy of activity that seems to occupy our lives these days, especially for parents with young children in school. Between sports and music and drama and all of the other extracurricular activities, life at times can seem like an unending frenzy of one activity after another. Well, now we know why Jesus says in the gospel lesson for today, the Sabbath day was made for man. Can you imagine what life would be like without a Sabbath day? Would we actually take significant amounts of time and dedicate them to our relationship with God? Would we frequently come to receive his gifts of word and sacrament Frequently? For some, the answer is no or seldom at best, even with the existence of a Sabbath day. 
Imagine what life would be like without any Sabbath day. It wouldn't be long before life would seem very meaningless and pointless, just one day of work after another. But thanks be to God, he has given us the gift of a Sabbath day. The word Sabbath means rest. And that rest has both a physical component and a spiritual component as well. First, the physical component. The work that we have been doing ever since our first parents, Adam and Eve, fell into sin is described very well in a statement that God made to Adam and Eve immediately after they fell into sin. He said to them, By the sweat of your brow you shall eat bread. How true. The Sabbath day provides a rest for us from all of the sweat of the brow work. And notice in our Old Testament lesson that when the Sabbath day was given by God, it was not just for the members of the household. In that time, it was also for their servants. It was even for the animals that they had. It was as if all of God's creation was to stop and rest on the Sabbath day. But the Sabbath day also had a very significant spiritual component to it as well. God's people at the time our Old Testament lesson was written were just about to enter the promised land, the land that God was going to give to them. And so he reminds them here of what he told Moses on Mount Sinai as he gave them the Ten Commandments. He says, remember or observe the Sabbath day. And notice that it's not only to be a day of Sabbath or a day of rest, but God describes it as a Sabbath to the Lord your God. The design of the Sabbath day was for God's people to take at least a portion of the time that they would be involved in that sweat of the brow work and lay it aside and dedicate it to their relationship with God. And it's significant also that God mentions in our Old Testament lesson, reminding his people that he's the one who brought them out of their slavery into Egypt, calling to their mind his saving activity on their behalf. As they would observe the Sabbath day, they would remember anew and experience anew his saving activity on their behalf. He was now going to bring them in a land where they would have rest, rest from their slavery in Egypt and rest for all of, from all of their enemies. Indeed, the Sabbath day is a gift to all of us. It benefits us both physically and spiritually. But the Sabbath day rest was simply pointing ahead to a much greater rest that was going to come from God as a gift as well. That rest wouldn't be focused on a particular day, but it would be focused in a particular person, Jesus Christ himself. And so Christ can say in Matthew chapter 11, Come on to me, all you who are weak and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. God's people at the time that Jesus walked upon this earth 
were heavy laden. They were burdened down. They were struggling under a religious system that was legalistic and emphasized the keeping of every aspect of God's law. And to make matters worse, the rabbis and the Pharisees at that time constructed what later would be known as a fence around God's law. That fence consisted of hundreds of rules and regulations over and above what God had commanded. And the idea was that if you kept these hundreds and hundreds of rules and regulations, you wouldn't even come close to breaking God's law. Thus the name, offense around the law. And so by the time Jesus walked this earth, these rabbis and Pharisees had figured out very well what in their minds constituted work on the Sabbath day. And so in our gospel lesson, Jesus and his disciples on the Sabbath day are walking along a road and they come to a field. In the Old Testament, God had commanded his people that when they harvest a field of grain, they aren't to harvest it all the way to the edge of the field. They're intentionally to leave some of the grain unharvested for hungry travelers. The disciples are hungry. They pluck some of the grain. They likely rub the grain between the palms of their hands to separate the grain from the chaff, and they eat it. Well, the Pharisees certainly wouldn't be upset with what the disciples did. They were upset about when the disciples did it. They did it on the Sabbath day. You see, for the Pharisees, plucking those heads of grain constituted harvesting. And rubbing that grain in the palms of their hands constituted threshing the grain and preparing a meal. And all three of those things were forbidden on the Sabbath day. Do you see how legalistic things had become? It was as if man was serving the, the Sabbath instead of the Sabbath serving man. Thanks be to God that his gift of rest, ultimate rest, comes through, to us through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came to bring the rest that comes from knowing that our relationship with God is not based upon keeping hundreds and hundreds of rules and regulations. It's a rest that comes from knowing that our relationship with God is based upon the perfect life of Jesus Christ. His keeping of God's law perfectly and then willingly, voluntarily, offering that sinless, perfect life as payment in full for all of our sin. Just as the Sabbath day was a gift from God that brought rest to us, so also Jesus Christ is the ultimate gift of God to us who brings us rest, rest from our sin, rest from our, from our condemnation, Rest that comes from knowing that our relationship with God has been restored and that all is right between us and God once again. Jesus Christ is our ultimate rest. And so, just as our spiritual forefathers in the Old Testament observed the Sabbath day, just as our spiritual forefathers in the New Testament observed the Sabbath day, so we are here this day 
this Sabbath day to receive God's rest. Rest that comes from knowing that just as Jesus rose from the dead, so will we rise from the dead upon his return. And that's why the early Christians immediately changed the Sabbath day from Saturday in the Old Testament to Sunday, the day that Christ rose from the dead. The so-called eighth day of creation. The day that in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, new life was created and given to us. Eternal life. And the good news is that this Sabbath, this rest, is available not only here and now, but it's available everywhere and at any time. This being the case, this morning I invite you, I encourage you, maybe I even challenge you a little bit, to carve out each day some Sabbath time, some rest time. Whether you are an individual, a couple, or a family, some Sabbath or rest time from which you pull away from your sweat of the brow work, pull away from the busyness and frenzy of activity in your lives in order to read just some, maybe even just a small part of God's Word, to think about what that Word means for you in your life, and then to pray for others, for yourself, for whatever needs come to mind, Maybe if it's only just for five or ten minutes. There's no one schedule or one time that works perfectly for all people in all situations. And I realize that it might be a challenge to get this going if you haven't been in the habit of doing this. But I can guarantee you it will be worth it. As you experience daily that Sabbath rest for your soul. And the Sabbath rest that we experience here on this earth is but a foretaste of the eternal rest that will be ours in the nearer presence of God. There, there will be no more sweat of the brow work, just worshiping and praising God and serving Him, perhaps in very similar ways to the ways that Adam and Eve served Him before the fall into sin. There will be no more anxiety or worry, just peace. And there will be no more fretting or consternation over time and deadlines, just rest, eternal rest, the rest that is ours by faith in Jesus Christ, our eternal rest, our ultimate rest. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding guard our hearts and our minds in this one true faith unto life everlasting. Amen.